0: Our scripture lesson this afternoon is from the Gospel according to St. Mark, chapter 14, verses 12 through 19. On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus' disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and make preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent his disciples, he sent two of his disciples saying to them, go into the city. A man carrying a jar of water will meet you, follow him. And wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples set out and went into the city and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. When it was evening, he came with the 12. And when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said,
1: Truly, I tell you, one of you here will betray me.
0: They began to be distressed, and each one asked himself, Am I the one? Is it I?
1: My name is Nathaniel, although I'm sometimes called Bartholomew. Like many of the others, I am a fisherman. I was a disciple of John the Baptizer. And it was John who introduced me to Jesus at Bethany beyond the Jordan. It was my friend Philip who came to me and said, we have found him among whom Moses in the law and the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. I will never forget the question I put to Philip that day Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? I said it not in scorn, but the town was such an insignificant little place that those of us familiar with her lanes and alleys wondered why God would place his anointed in her midst. However, Philip simply replied, Come and see. When I saw Jesus, he said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no guile. I asked, How do you know me? He answered, before Philip saw you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Now in my country, when working mothers go into the fields, they place their little babies under the shade of the nearest fig tree. The large leaves shelter the babies from the rays of the hot sun. So the master was actually telling me that he had known me since the day I was born. Then it was that I confessed my faith. Rabbi, I said, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Since that time, I have served him as a disciple and as a chosen apostle. And now when he is instituting a ceremony that is to take the place of the Passover, he tells us that one of us is to betray him. How can that be? How can a traitor be numbered among his most closest friends? And I keep asking myself is it I? Is it I?
2: Like Zacchaeus, I am a tax collector. Some call me Levi, while others call me Matthew, the publican. When my character changed through my fellowship with Jesus, he changed my name as well. He called me one day when I was in my office collecting taxes. Follow me, he said. I arose and followed him. Later, I gave him a great feast at my home, and many of his disciples and my business friends were present. When the Pharisees complained that Jesus ate with publicans and sinners, Jesus said, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick do. And since that day, when I repented and I followed him, I have studied our scriptures closely. And I am now convinced that Jesus is the fulfillment of every prophecy about the coming Messiah, God's anointed. I have listened carefully to his sermons. Someday I will write a paper proving that he is the Messiah from our sacred writings and the recordings of the heart of his sermon. The good news of the kingdom of God, the very sermon that he gave on the mountain in Galilee three years ago. It is a new gospel. It's good news for all the world. And yet, Jesus has spoken some bad news, tragic news. One of us would betray him. Who could it be? Will they suspect me? Because I was a hated tax collector? Do I suspect myself? Is it I? Is it I?
3: My name is Jane. But since many men bear that familiar name, I'm called James the Little or James the Lesser, being lesser in size than the men with the same name. Since my father's name was Alphaeus, I'm called James the Son of Alphaeus. I will never forget the day I first saw the Master. I was passing along the road where John was baptizing. And I was curious to see what was going on, so I turned aside for a closer look. Then I saw Jesus, asking John to baptize him. John refused, but Jesus insisted. After John had baptized the Lord, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in the form of a dove. And we heard a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son and whom I am well pleased. At the end of his first year of public ministry, he chose me as one of his 12 apostles. And since that moment, I have walked with him and talked with him, stayed with him and prayed with him, trying to learn as much about him and his Heavenly Father as I could. And now, one of us is to betray him. Surely it is madness to think that this could be. Surely to betray is out of his mind. But I keep asking myself, is it I? Is it I?
4: brother of John, I followed Jesus with my brother after he called us while we were mending our nets by the Sea of Galilee with our father, Zebedee. One day, almost three years ago, we were honored when Jesus wanted us as his disciples and were humbled when he chose both of us to be among the 12 disciples. Our mother Salome was quite ambitious on our behalf and urged us to press our claims upon Jesus. En route to Jerusalem last week, We made this request of him. Teacher, grant us to sit one at your right and the other at your left. When you come into your kingdom, he replied, you do not know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am to drink? Or be baptized with the baptism which I am baptized. We said, Lord, we are able. Then he told us that we would surely drink his cup and be baptized with his baptism. But it was not in his power to grant the right and privilege of sitting at his right and left hand in his kingdom. The others were angry when they heard of our request. Jesus then reminded us that he he who would be first must be the servant of all. And he demonstrated his words by washing our feet just before supper. And now, he who taught us the way of love is to be betrayed by one of those whom he loved. Who can it be? Why should one of us do such a thing? I keep thinking deep down inside my own heart. Is it I? Is it I?
5: Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, the man who first brought his own brother to the Lord. I am not a gifted man, but just an ordinary average man like any one of you. But I have tried to do what I could to serve the Master with the gifts and and talents that I have. The others call me Andrew the Bringer because it seems that all I have ever done is bring someone else to Jesus. I brought my brother Peter to Jesus. And have gloried in the gradual transformation in his life. I found the little lad with the five loaves and two fish that day that Jesus fed the five thousand. And just recently a group of Greeks came seeking the master, and I was called in once more to bring the group the Greeks to Jesus. He must have seen something of value in me, which the others overlooked. Because he selected me to be one of the twelve apostles. I've been very close to the Master ever since. I may not have been in the inner circle like Peter, but I haven't been in the outer circle either. I've been a friend and companion to my Lord. What greater gift could life afford a fisherman? And now one of us is to betray him. It is unthinkable. Who could it be? How could he get away with it in his own heart? Could it be Andrew the Bringer? Is it I? Is it I?
6: All the others came from Galilee. My home is in the village of Cariath in Judea. Here I am known as Judas of Cariath, or Judas Iscariot, the only Judean in the group. The others must have had confidence in me because they elected me as their treasurer. And Jesus surely must have believed in me because he chose me as one of the twelve Some say that I have appropriated these funds for my own use, and that Jesus' words about the love of money and greed were personally directed at me. Of course I complained when Mary washed his feet with that expensive ointment and perfume. I still think it was a waste of money. And if I conspired with the chief priests, and if I have 30 pieces of silver on my person, that's my affair. I believe in Jesus. But someone had to make him assert himself as God's Messiah. He refuses to make a move. Well, I've made one. He hints that he knows what I've done. He said so when he washed my feet a few moments ago. But I have my reasons. My soul isn't as black as some think it is, nor is your soul's white. And what would you do if you were in my place and wanted him to do something dramatic and startling to usher in his kingdom? And if you were in his place, what would you do? Should I ignore his remark? Or, like the others, should I piously, self-righteously ask myself, is it I, is it I?
7: My name is Philip. I came from Bethsaida in Galilee. While all my friends and I were in Bethany listening to John the Baptist, he called us to become his disciples, and all of us turned and followed him. I remember so well before he fed the 5,000 with five loaves and two fish, asking him and the others, where are we to buy bread? that all of these may eat? Little did I know that Andrew was already bringing a young lad in his lunch with the fish and bread to Jesus. When the Greeks came to me and asked for an interview with the master, I turned them over to Andrew, who brought them to Jesus. When Jesus began to tell us that God was our Heavenly Father, it was almost beyond my understanding. However, as I listened to the Master, I have grown to understand his words. In fact, I can almost say that he who has seen Jesus has seen the Father, because everything one wants to find the Father is finding Jesus. And now, having seen the Father through him, he shocks us by telling us that there is a betrayer in our midst. Does the traitor not know that betraying Jesus, he is also betraying God? That in conspiring against Jesus, he is conspiring against God? Can one of our number be so blind? Who can it be? Can it be Philip? Is it I? Is it I?
8: I am Thaddeus, one of the disciples whom Jesus called to be an apostle. Jesus chose 12 of us to become the cornerstones of the new kingdom, just as the 12 tribes were the cornerstones of the old Jewish kingdom. I feel unworthy to be numbered among his apostles. But he selected me. I remember the day after a night in prayer. He called us to him and he gave us the authority over unclean spirits and the power to heal Every kind of disease and infirmity. And then he commissioned us to go forth and preach that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He told us to be as wise as serpents and as innocent as doves. Since he was sending us forth a sheep in the midst of wolves, it is enough, he said, that the disciple be like his teacher, and the servant as his master. I was in Jerusalem when Jesus gave the great. Invitation. Come to me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And now, he who came to share men's burdens has a burden thrust upon him, the knowledge that one of us will betray him. Which one of us can it be? Who is the traitor, the man we least suspect, or will all of us betray him before the night is over? Philip, and Peter, and Judas, and even Thaddeus? Is it I? Is it I?
9: Thomas, the twin. My Greek friends call me Thomas Didymus, which is Greek for the twin. While I don't look upon this life with gloom and despondency, I usually, though, demand before believing a little proof before I believe. I want to see things before I commit myself to those that are unseen, Yet I'm not a man of doubt, and rather I feel something that I, sometimes that I'm a man of daring. I recall the day in that way, when Mary and Martha called or sent to the master, that their brother Lazarus was dead. Jesus turned to us and said, well, let us go to see him. Now we all knew of the growing opposition and difficulty about Jesus' ministry among the Pharisees and some of the others. And some of our apostles did not want to go to see Lazarus. Yet I remember how I spoke out because of the unseen danger. I said, let us go also with him that we also may die if that is to be. Now, why do people remember my doubts and forget that kind of daring? remember the questions that I have before I decide and overlook overlook the affirmations I've given over the years. Now, why do they remember my fears and forego or forget my faith? I used to, well, I used to go fishing with some of the others. And how well I remember when he spoke the Beatitudes when we were at the horns of Hatton During the first year of his public ministry, I can almost see him rebuking the winds on stormy Galilee. Peace occurring and healing the sick thereafter, curing the diseased, opening the eyes of the blind and unstopping the ears of the deaf. He cleansed the lepers and preached the gospel to the great mass of the poor yet opposition continues to develop among the religious hierarchy. They're determined to destroy him. And he would make us God's servants, but they would make God their servant. And now he says that even among us, the chosen 12, there is yet, and now a traitor. Is he referring to me because of my doubts? Is it I? Is it I?
10: After Jesus called Peter and Andrew to follow him, he came to me, John, and my brother James. We were in a boat nearby with our father Zebedee, mending our nets, He called us, and we immediately left the boat and our father and followed him. Since that time, I have tried to understand Jesus by loving him. Sometimes I believe that he is as much of God as will ever possess a human life. Yet, I love him as a person, and he has returned my love. Sometimes he calls me the beloved disciple. I have shared his trials as well as his hours of victory I was there on the Mount of Transfiguration, and we beheld his glory. Peter and I completed the arrangements for the celebration of Passover here in this upper room tonight because he numbers us within his close, intimate inner circle. It was to me that he told about his talk with Nicodemus when he spoke those wonderful words, For God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten Son, that whoever believes on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Someday, I want to write down some of his sayings and some of his many wonderful deeds, so others may read them and believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing they may have life in his name, yet he just said that one of us is a betrayer? I cannot believe it. Yet it must be so, else he would not have said it. Who could it be? Surely not my brother, or Peter, or Andrew. Could it be John, the beloved disciple? Is it I? Is it I?
11: I am Simon, the Zealot, or zealot, Zealots Before Jesus called me I belonged to a group of hot-headed bloodthirsty revolutionaries known as the Zealots. We were all armed for rebellion against Rome. We believed in crushing our enemies under their heels and establishing the ancient glory that once was Israel's in the days of David. And Solomon. Yet Jesus told us of another kind of kingdom of human heart when God reigns there supremely. Since I heard this, I have changed my mind and also my allegiance. He has shown me that the conquest of the heart is only true sincere and lasting so I have given him